Hello, I'm Frank Kaufman. I'm the head of the Professor's World Peace Academy, and I'm happy to welcome you to the interview series of scholars worldwide uh, to shed light on the various topics of interest, uh, which we've been doing now for a great many uh, interviews of, uh, of uh, good content. And today we are very fortunate to have as our guest, Mr. Safi Kaskas. Safi Kaskas is an administrator in the managerial, in, in managerial sciences with over 40 years of broad-based experience in strategic planning, leadership, and business ethics with an emphasis on strategic management in the corporate and academic worlds. Mr. Kaskas is a co-founder of East-West University in Chicago, Illinois. He was elected as president of its board of directors from 1979 to 2005. He continues to serve on its board as an ex officio. He is founder and president of Strategic Edge Management Consultants. Mr. Kafkas helped many mid-level and large corporations successfully develop their business portfolios. His consultant form, firm focused on strategic development within the healthcare industry and founded the American Strategic Healthcare Management Company, ASHM, which is active in the field of healthcare in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. In addition to his focus on strategic management science, Mr. Koskas has studied Abrahamic religions and has lectured throughout the United States and the Middle East on subjects related to Islam, interfaith, and reconciliation between evangelicals and American Muslims. He is senior researcher in Islam and multi-faith reconciliation with George Mason University in Washington, D.C., Center for World Religions, Diplomacy, and Conflict Resolution. Mr. Kaskas translated and published the Quran into simple, easy-to-understand English in January of 2015 and published the, the Quran with references to the Bible in January 2016 with his colleague and partner, Dr. David Hungerford. This book, the latter one with references to the Bible has over 3,000 references to the Old and New Testaments integrated into a cross-referenced system uh, tied to the Quran. The Italian translation to this book, Quran with references to the Bible, was completed in 2016. It was presented to His Holiness Pope Francis I that same month. There's interesting stories about that moment when his Holiness received that Quran. Mr. Kaskas has just completed compiling his first Hadith book collection of Prophet Muhammad's sayings on the kindest of manners. This book will be published this year. Working on the tra uh, he is also working on the translation of Jules Laberne. This is a, this uh, uh, figure is from, lived from 1806 to 1876. The work that's being translated is Le Quran Analysé, translated into Arabic by Muhammad Fuad, 
Abd al-Baki. This gentleman's lifespan is from 1882 to 1968. Mr. Kaskas is a member of the board of the Vatican Foundation International Center Family of Nazareth. So we are very fortunate to have Mr. Kaskas with us. And uh, please join me to welcome him to this program and this interview series. Mr. Safi Kaskas, welcome. Thank you. Uh, wonderful. We're in, we're in good shape. We're, uh, audio is good. I'm very grateful that you uh, carved out the time to be with us. I think, uh, thank you. I think you're in an especially busy time and especially busy day. I, even as most of the world is locked down, I understand you have some travels coming up very yes, soon. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaving the United States on the 20th to yes. go to United Arab Emirates and from there to Saudi Arabia when the border opens. Very good. Very good. Um, prayers for safe travels and Thank also you. you're going to a very exciting corner of the world. There's big news about the UAE uh, just in the past days. Yes. Yeah. Well, we know you're a man of peace and we know you've uh, you've been a great champion in relationships with uh, Christians, Muslims and Jews. So we're glad you're headed over there. It's an exciting time and we pray for the success of new relationships over there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, so for my listeners, I will be calling Mr. Kaskas Safi throughout the call. Um, I'm humbled uh, to have a personal relationship. So uh, we're together as Safi this time. Uh, although I've been with you and where you're standing before uh, very high, highly uh, positioned uh, audiences. And uh, but I'm we're uh, together and I'll be calling you Safi for sure. now. Good. Um, I read uh, I read your introduction. People are familiar with you uh, just uh, cursorily through the bio uh, that introduces a lot of your work. And and uh, from that, we I get the feeling you're a bit of a hybrid figure. You seem to have quite a career as a businessman, a prominent businessman, but blended throughout your, your bio or your history are academic uh, positions and academic work. Uh, just to, as a reminder, co-founder of East West University in Chicago, president of its board of directors uh, for uh, a good long period, a good long period and senior researcher in Islam and multi-faith reconciliation at George Mason U University Center for World Religions. So diplomacy and conflict resolution. So these are, it's a kind of a blend of both, uh, both business prowess or business uh, entrepreneurial pursuits and also a scholarly uh, intellectual dimension to your life. How, how, how did that, how is that? How, how's a life that is that blend? Uh, well, Frank, uh, thank God I'm not one-dimensional. Uh, I always uh, had on my mind uh, three questions that I needed to answer. Uh, who am I? Why I'm here? And where am I going from here? Uh, 
So uh, I think every human being thought of these questions uh, at one time or the other, their life, and they try to answer them. In, in my case, uh, I try to answer them based on reading and studies. Uh, I'm also in a peculiar situation here in the States. Uh, after 9-11, uh, as a Muslim, I felt threatened. I moved to the United States in 1969 and never, ever felt threatened before 9-11. As a matter of fact, I would say I was welcomed and I was uh, helped by, by neighbors. And I, to start with, I moved to the United States because I read somewhere that it is a country of neighbors. Mm. So neighbors are very important to me all along. Uh, and when I first came to the United States, I, I, I lived in Birmingham, Alabama. And in Birmingham, if it wasn't for my neighbors and their welcoming hearts and uh, their doors that, are, that were always open and the coffee that was always warm and the nice conversation, I would have never made it. They all tried mm. to help, you know? Mm. Uh, so, uh, but after 9-11, uh, I, something new happened. So, uh, I, you know, our obsession in the United States to have an enemy all the time, that we have uh, to be always on our toes and back in our uh, armed forces. And I, I, I don't understand that obsession. The minute the Soviet Union crumbled, then Islam became uh, the enemy. Uh, we forgot very quickly that part of the defeat of the Soviet Union was the Mujahideen of Afghanistan. And right. there were Muslims coming to Afghanistan from all over the world with the encouragement of United States. President Reagan received them at the White House and called and, and compared them to our founding fathers. If right. I were there, I'd have told him to slow down a little bit. I mean, he mm. can welcome them, but they were not like our founding fathers. <laughs> they, uh, they, <laughs> this, this wasn't right. really a very accurate description. Mm. Uh, so anyway, and then uh, suddenly those same people became the enemy. And uh, so I felt that I need to defend myself. Uh, mm -hmm. part, of the, uh, part of what I've done to defend myself is to make sure I'm anchored in my religion. Very good. Uh -huh. uh, so I had to study Islam, uh, not just because I grew up with it, but because I wanted to be able to make sure that I really belong with other Muslims. I should be mm. called a Muslim, or maybe I should uh, go somewhere else. Mm. If, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to take one second to tell you again about another event that shaped my life from 9-11 on. Yes, please. Uh, my, my wife took my children the evening of 9-11, and went with them to a place called the Cedars here outside Washington, D.C., because a friend called her that they have a prayer visual and uh, she, would, uh, she, she will meet other people if she comes and these are trying times, wouldn't hurt to, to meet other people. So she went there and they were sitting in a circle and everybody welcomed the children like they're his children. They were very friendly. Although yes. they knew we are Muslims, and none of them was a, a Muslim, they were all Christians. Uh, they called themselves followers of Jesus. So 
uh, we didn't understand the significance of that at the beginning. But uh, my wife sat with them and uh, they started praying until one of them started praying for Osama bin Laden. Uh, I mean, praying for the president, we can understand that. For all the government uh, officials, we understand that. But she did not understand that the guy is praying for Osama bin Laden. On her way back to the house from there, I was in Jeddah at the time in Saudi Arabia. She called me. She was driving on Highway 66. No other cars were on the highway. She was the only one driving there. And she said, Safi, you won't believe what I just heard. Those people pray for their enemies. Mm. That word struck me, struck me mm. in my heart, you know. I, uh, I knew Christianity and I knew Christian and I knew that Jesus taught us to love our enemies, but to live through it. After 9-11, that really sh shook me. Mm. Uh, from that time on, uh, my studies were not just focused on Islam, but were also focused on Jesus' teachings. And I became from that day on a Jesus follower. Mm. I don't mm. see any difference between what Jesus taught and what the Quran, what the Quran teaches me. I believe that uh, both are expressing God's uh, uh, intention for us uh, to live happily on earth and to have salvation and to be eternally with him after we pass uh, from this planet into eternity. Yes. Well, Safi, you, in just a, a couple of minutes, you have brought up so many interesting points. Um, and I don't know where to start with them, but I think I'll just start with something that I, th I think is important for our listeners, is you described an, a narrative and an awakening that resulted in what you call being a Jesus follower. Yes. And perhaps, perhaps there are listeners that would, would immediately jump to, the, and understandably so, nobody's dumb or bright, it doesn't matter, un, would immediately imagine, oh, Safi then became a Christian, but that's not at all what you're saying, I don't believe. Not at all. Yes, and that's I, an I important... Am, please, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I'm a practicing Muslim. Mm -hmm. I pray five times a day. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember when I ever missed a prayer all my life. Fantastic. Yeah, so I am a practicing Muslim, committed uh, to my religion. Uh, but uh, I have to explain to you what is my religion. I mean... Uh, People say he's a Muslim. That uh, that uh, is it. Is that a name of a tribe, of a group of people that <laughs> have a wall around them? What is it? Uh, you know, is it a private club? It's not. Mm. Being a Muslim means simply that I strive every day to submit to God's will in my life. And if I fail, I try again the next morning. Mm -hmm. Islam is not a name. It's a, it's a verb name. It's an action-oriented word. Uh, Islam means to continuously try to, 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 to submit to God. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, my Islam is... Will, will, you cannot... See, it also means peace. Inner peace and outer peace. In my, in my case, I cannot have inner peace... And unless I have outer peace with my neighbors, 
So I live by the first and the second commandments. To live God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and all your strength. And to love your neighbor like yourself. Uh, this, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, summons. Summons everything that God tried to tell us. From the days of Adam, all the time, until Muhammad died. The, Quran, the essence of the Quran are these two great commandments. Or the two greater, greater commandments. So being uh, uh, following Jesus is following it's like it's like following the the red letter uh, bible mm -hmm. it's taking mm -hmm. every word you know long time ago i took a bible a, a, a new testament i took a gospel and marked yeah. the yellow marker everything jesus said and then try to compare it to the quran i didn't find any contradiction there Mm, mm. Because I wasn't looking for contradictions. I was looking for common ground. Yes. At that time, I was 16 years old. So you can uh, wow. see that uh, my love for reconciliation uh, goes long, long, long time early in my life. Right. It's in your and bones. Yeah, it's in your it, bones. Yes. I, I, I am uh, uh, really, uh, it's deep down with me it's, i'm glad it is in my, I, i'm glad god put this on my heart rather than arrogance or uh, uh, you know being uh, islamocentric mm -hmm. like some people are mm -hmm. or being fanatic or yeah. thinking that i know that the, the the truth and the only truth and nobody else has the whole truth except myself <laughs> all this all these are uh, arrogant statements yeah, I, I'm glad I'm away from that, and I don't subscribe to those. Yeah, and uh, since I know you, I'll just say that uh, people are always coming at you from every angle, and you <laughs> you always keep a peaceful center uh, and uh, try to bring others into peace uh, as you as you try to chart this path. Uh, so it's working somehow. Your prayers are working, <laughs> and you. this uh, this this uh, impulse towards the uh, the recognizing where God's finger is uh, doesn't have to be in in this box or that. Uh, the other thing I want to do is is just highlight and see if you agree that uh, people might say, "Oh, well, that's curious. That's that's an interesting thing." Uh, this man himself built by himself that somehow he manages to be a Muslim and follow Jesus. But that's not unique to you. Um, if people are not familiar with Islam, uh, Jesus is one of the most remarkable, most beloved prophets and indeed is identified as the Messiah in, uh, in, in Muslim tradition. Am I correct? Yes. Uh, not just the Messiah. First of all, in the Quran, which is, uh, we, we Muslims believe that the Quran is uh, revealed by God through the Holy Spirit uh, to, uh, to Muhammad. So, and we believe it is revealed word for word uh, over 23 years period uh, on various occasions. And uh, Muhammad uh, recited it and other people wrote it. And we have a written record of a first several first century written 
Qur'ans that are still surviving until today. I uh, spent three years looking for those early, early Qur'ans. In, those, in the Qur'an, God uh, described Jesus uh, in a way you, you, you will have to believe that he is the miracle of miracles. First of all, mm -hmm. Muslims believe that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was chosen above all women on earth. Uh, actually, the, the term the Quran used in the words, plural, alameen, plural, in the words. I don't know what mm. other words interesting other than the earth, but that's what the Quran mm, says. Interesting. So, so Mary is honored to be uh, that very, very special woman that was prepared especially to have Jesus within her in her womb mm. so in when the time was right god sent a delegation of angels that's in the quran first to zachary and elizabeth his wife to give them the good tidings of a son that will be born to zachary who who was an old man at that time and mm -hmm. uh, and you know told him you're going to have a son he said, how can i have a son i'm I'm, I'm very old and my wife doesn't bear children. He said, God can do anything God wants. So uh, yes. John the Baptist was bo born as a result of that good tiding. The same delegation right. of angels went to Mary. Uh, women were not allowed to go into the temple. We're talking about the second temple here before its yes. destruction. So Mary... Mary was an exception because Zachariah was a high priest there. And, uh, and he was in charge of raising, rearing Mary. Raising, we say, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Raising Mary. So she, she was in the temple. And the delegation of the angels, of angels, the Quran says, went to the temple, saw Mary, and uh, the Holy Spirit, looked like a man to her and told her hmm. about the good tidings that God decided to give her a son. And her son will be named Isa. In English, hmm. he's known as Jesus. And the Messiah, he called him the Messiah, hmm. means Christ. So Muslims believe that Jesus, first of all, was a miracle because Mary became pregnant without a man touching her. Uh, mm. With the spirit of God, God uh, blew her spirit into her. So Jesus was the spirit of God. Then the Quran mm. says, the minute Jesus was born, he was strengthened with the Holy Spirit for the rest of the duration of his stay on planet Earth. So every word as such Jesus spoke was gospel. Mm. So mm. We, we, I personally believe that the gospel is Jesus, not just yes. his words, but the gospel was Jesus. So he yes. was the spirit of God. The Quran tells me he was the word of God and uh, he was born unlike any other children. He was born knowing the book means the book of revelation that was given to all prophets uh, in yes. parts from Adam all the way to himself, to Jesus. 
he was born knowing the book, knowing the Torah, and knowing and full of wisdom. Yes. So uh, if I have any regrets in my life is that I wasn't born when he was walking on earth and I haven't met him in person. Mm. Although I, believe well, I met him spiritually, but I don't, yeah. I, 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 I yearn uh, for seeing him in person. That's fantastic. I think a couple, a couple of things as you were speaking, I think you've more or less uh, uh, made in poetic form Jesus' own words when he responded to a, uh, a question and he answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I yeah. think you were, you were saying the very same thing about his very nature. Yes. If I'm not, if that's, uh, so certainly, certainly you're in good company in understanding Jesus that way because that was his own self-understanding. And then the other thing that is of interest, of course, the conception of Jesus is, uh, as, as it's a miracle, there's, there'll be endless kind of human debate or imagination on that. But you describe the, the spirit of God, the, the, the breath of God. And I'm wondering, have you ever pondered that same aspect of how Adam, Adam uh, be, was born or became human? Uh, does the Quran speak of, because in the Bible they speak about uh, that God's spirit was blown into yes, Adam. In, That's how he was animated yes, as human. That's in Genesis. Yeah. Yes, of course. The Quran uh, in Surah 2, verse 30, talks yeah. about the creation of Adam. Uh, before I answer you, I, wanted, uh, I, I, I also need to say something about the Quran. Mm -hmm. In the paper I sent you, I yes. say that the Quran confirms previous revelation. The Quran did not come to uh, uh, deny previous books. It came to confirm them. It yes. confirms the Torah and it confirmed the gospel. And it says that uh, uh, it says that uh, uh, this is the last revelation. And the reason it is the last revelation is because it wants to comment, be a commentary on previous books. Look, I know uh, Christians will feel very sensitive about what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it because I believe it and because it's in the Quran. Some Christians believe, believe in the Trinity in ways that are contrary to the way Jesus spoke about it. So the Quran tried to correct that. The, uh, I know that uh, uh, the Trinity as we know it today is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. We talk about one God. But it wasn't mm -hmm. always like this. Uh, we know historically of Christians that didn't think that the Father and the Son are from the same matter, from the same material. It has a name in Greek. I forgot it right now. But uh, because they're not from the same matter, that, that makes the Father in that trinity better than the Son, and the Son better than the Holy Spirit. So we'll be talking about three gods rather than one God. The yes. Quran tried to urge you to, to worship one God. God in the Quran is very jealous. He does not stand anyone 
making partners with him in running this universe. He's the, he, he was before any creation and he will be after any creation and he's always one. So, and this is taught in the Torah and it is the first commandment and it is in the uh, Shema prayer that the Jews pray twice a day. Shema Israel. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Adonai El Elohana, Adonai Achad. God, our Lord, God is one. Right. So, uh, uh, you know, so for those who think that we're worshiping more than one God, God is telling them in the Quran, you, you should be worshiping one God. God is also talking about those who worship Jesus because Jesus didn't say, worship me he said he said pray like this our lord in heaven when jesus taught us how to pray and pray to 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 uh, to our father in heaven so why are we worshiping what we consider the son instead of worshiping the father so the quran is putting emphasis on all worship being to god not to the son not to the holy spirit but to god so all our worship, as far as Muslims are concerned, as far as the Quran is concerned, should be directed to the Father. So mm. th this, these are things uh, that uh, I thought I would bring in here in order to be truthful, to be transparent, to be clear. So, you know, I wouldn't be accused of saying things just to please other people. Uh, right. We have differences. And this is one of the things that we may differ with. But, uh, you know, I will be glad to clarify whatever differences we uh, seems to be there. Very good. Uh, I suspect uh, I suspect that that when when Muslims and Christians converse long enough about the matter, there are not differences there. Uh, this is what this is what I suspect. I think that what was perceived as a kind of trifurcated, I you call bifurcated, but a trifurcated fracturing of God Almighty that 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 one feels when hearing Trinitarian formulations. I think that it, in essence, Christian piety does not confuse the unity of God. So I think it's just I think it's just a matter of conversing long enough to recognize common commonality even on those doctrinal issues. Um, uh, while you were speak uh, and I just got through interviewing a colleague of mine whom you whom you know you uh, you you um, commended Craig his book on his jacket cover. Yeah, Craig Constant he's yeah. doing Great work, yes. uh, and he he is presently doing work. Uh, he revealed on the show is he first time ever he explained he, that he's doing historical work in which it seems that many of the Christians out in those outlying areas where they encountered the early Muslim community were um, they they were not clear on the what eventually became Trinitarian theology yes. in which the oneness of God is perfectly clear. Yes. So, uh, 
So this was a fascinating thing for me to learn from Craig, and I think it may shed light on the history of that struggle, which in the end of the day is unnecessary. I, think, I don't think either community yeah. is confused about the author of the universe. So uh, this is something exciting to Can I comment on in. that, please? Yes, please. Uh, what Craig said is, uh, is very factual, and we have the his history to prove it. Uh, but uh, what you consider very clear is not always clear to all people. Uh, Frank, you're an intellectual, and Craig is an intellectual. Uh, you, can, you can think of God as one because anything else would not make sense. But there are around the world many, many, many people who are not intellectuals, who are uh, fanatic one way or the other. The same way they are fanatic Muslim, like those people that were with ISIS and uh, were killing Muslims because they don't uh, uh, see eye to eye with them and not as fanatic as they are. And they were killing Christians and killing anybody they they, they see in their way who is not exactly like them. There are also Christians who feel the same way. Every, every, every group of people taken at random will have the good, the bad, and the ugly within them. Uh, our, yeah. job, our job, uh, you know, Craig Consident's job and my job and your job is to try to explain as much as possible that there is common ground, that we need yeah. to focus on that common ground and not on the differences. You know, I go to churches here and I, and I speak and people keep telling me, keep pressing me to talk about the differences. Well, I can talk about the differences, but can you deal with the differences? Why do you want to hear them? It, mm, I mean, why mm, don't you focus mm. with me on what's common? We have our creator in common. We have our history in common that started with Adam. You ask me about Adam. Yes, we have the story of Adam, but we don't have, we don't ac accept or agree with the, with the original sin concept that is common in Christianity. The Quran mm. says Adam repented and God forgave him his trespass, his mistake. And that's it. We also don't believe per the Quran as we are here on earth as a punishment. The earth is very beautiful. It's a very hospitable planet. We're created in a way that we require a certain mixture of hydrogen and oxygen to survive. And that mixture is perfect on planet earth, not due to any uh, natural accident, but by design. My Lord created everything by intelligent design. You know, he created mm. everything on earth to make me and make you feel comfortable. We're here for a short period of time, not uh, to, to be punished, but to make sure that we are freely choosing God and submitting to him. So this is the essence yeah. of Islam. Very good. Uh, I think there again, there again, I think that uh, uh, Christianity properly understood affirms the the beauty of God's creation does not describe life on earth as a punishment by any stretch. 
And uh, also from my studies, I think that uh, the, 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 technical, the technical shades of difference on original sin are also, are also can be reconciled in shared understanding uh, if, if both communities are recognizing that there is, there is something in the human condition that is not sufficiently sees God easily, uh, intimately, and that there's, there's, some, there's some spiritual or religious life that's needed to make that closer and closer and closer. And so there's slight differences in, in what, the block is, what the block is, what, what's the nature of why intimacy with God is not, is not come naturally to every person ever born. Um, that's, but these are just, you know, my views from over the years. Um, yeah, this is fantastic. This is an excellent conversation, Safi, because we've, we've moved so deeply and so exquisitely or so elegantly, so, such pleasant matters of consideration, the beauty of God's creation, Absolutely. The, the beauty of Jesus' nature. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful. Can I also comment on this, or are we pressed for time? Do we have? No, 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 no. By no means. I'd love to hear. Yes, yes please. Uh, uh, there is something that uh, most Christians believe in. Uh, at least that's what uh, they shared with me. They believe in the fallen nature of man, mm -hmm. in 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 our sinful nature. Mm -hmm. uh, the Quran has... Yes, the, the, that's true. Yeah. That is a... Right, yes. you're correct. Uh, the Quran has a different narrative that I like to yes. share with you. Please, uh, Because that's I great. think that will be an eye-opener for a lot of people. I believe that God took personal interest in creating Adam. He created Adam uh, as the top, the highest rank of God's creation. Crown of creation. Crown of creation. Uh, that crown of creation had to be, ha, he was, God created him teachable, uh, able to receive information, accumulated, mm -hmm. and draw uh, conclusions from it. Adam was not the first humanoid to walk earth as far as mm -hmm. I'm concerned, is the first homo sapien with, with consciousness. Consciousness yeah. differentiated Adam from the rest of all other living creation that God created. Consciousness means that uh, he can draw conclusion. He can look around him and build relation between one thing and the other. And the Quran says uh, that God taught Adam Notice this, God taught Adam. Can you imagine God himself teaching you or I? How, how wonderful would that be? How great would that be? So God himself taught Adam the name of everything. The name of everything meaning the, the, the nature of everything. The relationship that can exist between one thing and the other. And then he took him and showed him to the angels. Because the angels 
when God told him in the Quran that he's going to create a human being, told him, why would you want to create someone who will spell blood and, and, and spread mischief on earth? He said, I know what you don't know. He said, I know what you don't know. And mm -hmm. after he taught Adam the name of everything, he brought him in front of the angels and said, tell me the name of all these things if you know. They said, we don't know. We only know what you taught us. The angels in the Quran are cre creatures that God created that cannot say no to God. They will, they will do whatever they're ordered to do. Right. Okay. The last program God taught Adam, the last program was how to choose. He gave him freedom of choice and tested the program. Now, how did God test the program that he gave Adam about freedom to choose? He told him, you can eat anywhere in this garden except this tree. Yes. Any tree. That didn't have to be a specific tree. Any tree. So Adam and, and Eve went there and Satan followed them. And he started telling Adam, this is the tree of knowledge. This is the tree of life. If you eat from it, you will never die again. You will be full of knowledge. Your knowledge will be equal to God's knowledge. Correct. So anyway, Adam in the Quran decided to taste the fruit from the tree. In other words, for the first time ever, he realized he can choose. The minute he tasted the fruit, he knew he uh, made a mistake. Yes. The Quran call it a slip, a slip, not a, an original sin, a slip. Mm -hmm. And he immediately turned to God and said, I think I made a mistake. What should I do now? So God mm -hmm. taught him how to repent. Yeah. And he repented and he forgave him. Now, if I may, I don't want to interrupt. I'm sorry. I'm listening. Go ahead. Eve had nothing to do with it in the Quran. Okay. For all the women that are listening to us, the Quran says that you had nothing to do with it. Adam was choosing and he made the wrong choice and, and he had to repent and God forgave him. Thank you. Thank you. Now, uh, so long as we're here, I didn't, uh, I wasn't headed here, but as long as we're here, can, the way you describe it, how do, you, how do you then come to a world that has never been without the most abominable? Yes. Uh, the incessant glut and flood of, of, human behavior yes that that you can't if even if you think for a split second about things that humans do yes uh you feel defiled you you want to take your own life when you think about the criminality of of others it's extreme what human beings Absolutely. do with without cease yes um can you can you can you carry us from this moment that, as you describe it, is so benign. Oops, I slipped. Oh, sorry. Okay, don't worry. You're fine. You know, like it, it's just the lightest possible thing. Like, 
Oh, Dad, I didn't know you. That was your slice of pizza. I ate it. Don't worry, you know. <laughs> and then, but but we've yeah. had a world that 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 is abominable. I mean, abominable. I got it, Frank. I got okay. it. You're all bleeding. Too. Listen, I'm from Lebanon, and and Beirut was just blown up with a similar explosion to an atomic explosion. That could be proven it was an atomic explosion. I don't know. So right. I've been crying for a few days now. I've been bleeding for a few days. You know, I, all yes. I see now on the TV station that I follow from the Middle East is uh, widows uh, that don't know what to do next. Their husbands yes. died or, or mothers that lost their children. Of course, we, the, we, we have evil everywhere around us. Let's and see. rape and violence and violence and, and personal sadism, sadism and uh, yeah. Let I me mean, give you my protection. not only the big things, but the little, the the the, the constant little, uh, not yeah. little, but okay. Yeah. So carry on, please. Let yeah. me give you the my, my my two cents worth of understanding of this. Mm -hmm. uh, the Quran tells me that before we were all created, God gathered us to Himself. And he said, am I not your Lord? We said, yes, you are. He said, okay, uh, remember that so you won't deny me. This is before we were born. Mm -hmm. We're talking about we, before we came to planet Earth, when we were in his knowledge, he gathered us to himself. How he, yes. did he do this? I don't know. But this is right. what the Quran teaches. Right. Later on, when, when Adam learned all the programs he needed to learn in order to make a choice, God said, now you go down to planet Earth, you're ready yep. to choose. Let's see if you're going to freely choose me again when you're alone over there. Right. Okay. Now, our nature is... Uh, is, is there is a str inner struggle in our nature between two forces. A natural tendency to recognize that God is there right. and the natural tendency to worship our own self and glorify our own self through our egos. Right. So every human being, from the minute I, I watched my grandchildren, I watch how their ego is developing. It's unbelievable. I can't stop it. I try to stop them from developing an ego, like mine, yeah. or grab it. I, I can't. I can't. So uh, anyway, all day long, seven days a week, 365 days a year, all decisions we make are between two decisions. I'm talking to you, to me, every human being on this earth. All the decisions we make are one of two decisions. Am I doing this to please God or am I doing it to please myself? Whatever it is, coming with you on this radio program, on, 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 on your program right now. Yes. Either I'm doing it so people can say, oh, this guy, Safi Kaskas, he's really a peaceful guy. He's really for reconciliation. He loves Jesus. Okay, if I'm, if I'm doing it, so people can say all this, I'm doing it to please my ego. 
Right. If I'm doing it to spread information that I believe in, I want to share with others for the pleasure of God, then I'm pleasing God with it. Correct. Okay. So every decision we make is between these two decisions. Same, same decision faced President Bush when he decided to attack Iraq. Over a million people were affected injured or died in that war. I still don't understand why he made that decision, knowing today that he knew that Iraq had nothing to do with the 9-11 attack. Uh, I take it uh, he knew something about the best interest of the United States that I don't know now. Maybe it is the oil that's in Iraq, or maybe it's our tendency to build empires. It's for the same reason those first Muslims went out of Arabia and defeated the Byzantine Empire, then the Persian Empire, and, and ruled the world from China all the way to Morocco. The Quran doesn't say build an empire. The Quran doesn't say go and attack a peaceful country that is not hurting you and uh, uh, rule it and uh, take uh, its wealth tendency of a human being to serve their egos sometime cause all these uh, tremendous horrible uh, tragedies that we were talking about only mm -hmm. when you choose to do things to please him rather than your own self is yes. we have peace when i choose with what i'm doing to please god then uh, to get close to him I go and serve others. This is what he told me. You want to get close to me? Go and serve others. While if I'm serving my own ego, then I abuse others and use them to climb on them. Not serve them, but use them and abuse them. And this is what gets me far away from God. So if you want to be with God all the time, make your choices to do everything to please him. If you want to be away from him and serving your own ego and Satan, then you go and, and abuse others. In a lot of people's decision and state's decision and country's decision, they're serving their national ego rather than serving their creator. Yes. This is my explanation. I, I appreciate that. And I, I was familiar with that uh, cosmology or what's called theological anthropology. Um, and this is precisely why I said that I believe that if Muslims and Christians speak long enough, they will recognize a, a commonality under different narrative accounts because, because the fallen nature or the corruption of human nature that Christians attribute to, quote-unquote, the original sin in fact, matches almost perfectly what you've described as the natural tendency to act in an egoistic fashion. Yes. So this is why I say the religion, even though there are like what are believed to be major doctrinal herd blocks, I, I myself don't think of them as blocks, honestly. I believe that conversation long enough 
both groups will recognize that they've arrived at a similar understanding of human nature and our potential to uh, harmonize our, with our destiny to live in joy with the living God. Yes. Uh, is, is remarkably similar, but the narrative clothing is what gives the impression and then the kind of the theological tight, you know, lock that comes after that is what makes the communities think they believe differently. But I think conversation long enough leads the two communities to recognize uh, very similar, very similar um, accounts, uh, both about fallen nature or um, it's, it's almost terminology in a way. What you call what you call that which leads to evil and distance from God is egoistic or self yes. self you know and a Christian may simply call that fallen nature or the nature that arose uh, when choosing what Satan yes recommends yes that's yeah. fine so and that's mm, fine with me I accept that mm, mm. and the best way to get to know a Muslim is to sit with a Muslim, uh, go to the mosque, yep. meet a Muslim, talk to them, invite them to your house for dinner, or accept <laughs> their invitation to go to their house for dinner, look them in the eye, uh, try to listen to what they're saying and how they're saying it. And th the best way to become friends is to go and meet in person. And uh, uh, once we start trusting our own ability and, and, and we, if we're strong enough in our faith, we don't mind meeting the other and sitting with them and talking. Right. You know, once we, we start doing this, a lot of the problems will be resolved. Absolutely right. Safi, we've, we've barely scratched the surface. We've roared through time. Uh, there's a ton of stuff Next, uh, I, I, I'm going to close here because it's such a sweet point and it's remained purely in uh, God talk and in, in spiritual and, and scriptural talk. And I love that. Uh, we can move on to other questions next time in a different call about 9-11 and, yes. uh, and uh, international behavior. This is very important too. Yes. And I know you're a great, I know you have a, tremendous amount of both knowledge and wisdom in these areas. And so if you will accept, I, I uh, would like to close here because it's, it's, sure. a, it's a great, great uh, point. And you've given the right advice. Thank you. Break bread together, right? Break bread together. Yes, yes, yes. And, and be confident enough to listen and learn yes. uh, uh, one another. Yeah. I'm available to you anytime you want. Whether I'm here Thank or overseas, we're, I mean, as long as we have uh, the technology, we can connect. Perfect. Perfect. This is great. I really thank you for your time and for great thoughts for us uh, today. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye.